Again, we have mentioned the Sadducees, and in both meanings of the word, the Sadducees were very materialistic. Uh, they did not believe beyond what they could sense. Uh, they did not uh, accept anything beyond the first five books of our Bible, the, the books of Torah uh, in the Jewish uh, designation, but uh, not the books of wisdom or, uh, that we have, the Psalms and, and those things, and not the history books that we have, Judges and, and those, those other categories. Only those first five books. They did not believe in angels or demons. They did not believe in the resurrection. In fact, uh, if you read, you find very, very vague, maybe passing references and, uh, to the resurrection in the Old Testament. And the closer you get to the New Testament, the more you see those becoming a little bit less vague. By the, the book of Maccabees that we hear of today, there is a full embracing, but this is about 200 years before Jesus' birth. There's a full understanding that there is going to be a resurrection, a resurrection uh, of the body to eternal life. So the Sadducees come up with this trap, perhaps. Uh, Jesus had been teaching, of course, of the resurrection, that he himself would rise. Uh, they didn't quite understand what that meant. But you know, if there is a resurrection, how is this going to happen? A woman married to seven brothers. Now, uh, in both Deuterocanonicals, Maccabees is a Deuterocanonical. Uh, we hear of these seven brothers, and we'll get to that in a little bit. And, and uh, in the book of Tobit, we have Tobias marrying Sarah, who had been married seven times before, and each night of the wedding, before they can, are able to consummate that marriage, her husband dies, killed by the demon of lust. So it's not an impossible situation. Uh, it is, I do have to say, I have to feel sorry. I'm glad this is a, a scenario that's created and not a real one, but you'd have to feel sorry for that, that poor woman no matter what. And according to the Jewish law, because they, again, the, the Old Testament started to, it started to change, but in the law, it was a very materialistic understanding of things that in order to have their line continue, they had to have children. That if the person had died without children, they were as good as dead, and there was nothing else. That was it. it. And so if there were not ch no children, and he had already established a family, that the brother would have to attempt to. Now, Thank God that isn't the law any longer, but uh, that's the case. And Jesus cuts right through it, saying, you're, you're not understanding what the resurrection to eternal life is all about. You're judging heaven by the things of earth. On earth, yes, there's marriage and giving to marriage and remarriage, but, and we still continue to hold this, it's marriage until death do you part. So the only way out of a, of a sacramental marriage, what we would call a sacramental marriage, of course, is death. But it, marriage doesn't begin again in the resurrection. You, whether you have a special relationship to your spouses or, or whatever, that's, that's for theological speculation, but you're not married because marriage is for the good of children and the union of spouses, and there's no children that are procreated in heaven. 
So when we judge the things of heaven by the things of earth, we, we're going to get it wrong. And he says, no, they become like the angels. Not that they are incorporeal beings out there, but they become like angels and not, pro, not procreating, not giving and taking in marriage. And then he does a double. He uses a, a text. If you remember the passage of Moses in the bush, Moses cries out, O God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He doesn't cry out, You were the God who was, but He is a God who is. And it's not simple semantics. Because Moses, in his cries, as Jesus would point out, is knowing that the Lord God, the Heavenly Father, is God of the living, not the dead, that all are alive in Him. There is a resurrection of the body to eternal life. And again, we see that in today's uh, first reading in this uh, portion of the, the book of Maccabees. And if you've never read that book, I encourage you to, to go home and to read it again, and especially chapter 7. It's a beautiful story, and I have to admit, I, I find it funny. As, as somebody who is faithful, I find it completely hilarious because the, the, the Greeks, who they're, they're the ones that are attacking the Jewish, uh, this family, they just don't get it. They just don't understand. And meanwhile, the mother of these seven, seven sons, these seven brothers, is on the sidelines and she's cheering them on. And she's cheering them on in Hebrew and they don't understand what she's saying and they think, well, she's trying to discourage them from, from continuing to go to their death. And meanwhile, she's saying, don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. Keep going. And we hear it today. What do you expect to achieve by putting us to death? You're asking us to violate our faith and just simply to eat pork. Now, thank God we're released from that law. and We can eat pork. I enjoy bacon and, and pork chops and pork loin and all those things. But if there, there was a law that said I could not eat pork, uh, 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 God's command, you can bet pork would be off my menu. Because God's command is bigger, and that's the way they feel. It's a little thing for us. We look at it, and we might say, well, this is stupid. They're, they're not going to eat pork, and so they're going to go to their death. They'd rather go to their death? Yes. Because it wasn't so little in their belief system. It was a way of preparing and, and recognizing that God is Lord. And so we have this third one, and, and I have to admit, I, I, I really like this translation. He, he stuck out his tongues and extended his hand as he spoke these noble words. You go home, I'm not going to try it now, but you go home, stick out your tongue and try to talk. But that's what is in my head. But he speaks these noble words. It was from heaven that I received these, and I give them up willingly for heaven. I give them up willingly, knowing that I will receive them back because I've been faithful. Knowing that God will raise me up. See, they're doing the opposite of the Sadducees. The Sadducees are judged earth by the, heaven by the things of earth. Instead, the Maccabees are judging earth by what, by what leads to heaven. They're saying we're not going to compromise our faith. We're not going to, we're not going to even for a bite of pork, 
And there's this, the story of Eleazar, an older man, he, right before this, I, if I remember right. And they tell him, look, you're, you of old age, you're 80-some years old, and, and all you need to do to extend your life is eat just one fork of pork. Just one bite. He says, at my old age, that I would lead all these young into sin, to extend my life a little bit. It would be better for me to die. Just for a bite of pork. Now, like I said, in our day and age, this seems rather minor. But I think it gives us the model. We live in a day and age, and on Tuesday we will need to express that as well. But we live in a day and age that invites us to compromise on all sorts of things. To compromise on our faith, to compromise on what we know to be true to compromise time and again. Oh, we have to vote for this person even if they're pro-abortion. We're not talking about a bite of pork anymore. We're talking about a life. We're talking about an unborn life. And we're talking about a woman, often, who's told that it's ironic, but you have no other choice but abortion. And they call it pro-choice. We live in a day and age that, that some of our politicians are saying there's, there's no better option than abortion. And we compromise. And as I say this, and I, I know there are some that, will, that claim that we are single-issue voters, but if you get it wrong at the beginning, if you get it wrong in abortion, that, that wrong follows all the way through in every other political choice. It always comes out. It always does. Instead of compromising, let us judge earth by the things of heaven. Let us start to look at the political decisions that we need to make, the, the votes we need to make, in light of eternity. We can't play this game of saying, well, I'm personally opposed to, as I said when the Dobbs decision was made, I don't think our politicians can hide any longer because it isn't the law of the land, nor should it ever have been. And yes, I know some states, ours included, allow abortion, but we need to be able to give better options. We need to say we're not going to compromise on the issues of life any longer, that we will stand up and defend life in all its forms. Life. Life is much more important than by the pork. These seven brothers, Eleazar, so many others that we hear in today's first reading, understood that they cannot give uh, their life any extended meaning by violating what they believed. There was no compromise. No one, none. And let us not compromise on the big issue of life.